let's get started, boys. All right, guys, welcome to another episode of The Grind Podcast, where I talk about hunting, entrepreneurship, and the daily grind and what it takes to earn success. Uh, today, this is a special episode. We have the crew here from the Bonsai Bears 2.0 trip, Tyler Okamura, Taylor Nild. We got Peyton back on the show, and then also Aaron Van Werkham, who is trying to get back at me and post something. <laughs> 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 okay, he just showed me a picture of Peyton sleeping. That's pretty good. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> I, I think Nebraska. <laughs> oh, man. At any rate, we were talking earlier. We got the giggles a little bit because <clears throat> we were talking about uh, this kid on some viral Vine thing who was in a Muley Freak shirt singing some country song about John Deere, and he says Sean Deere. Anyway, it was pretty funny. You'd have to watch it to check it out. But at any rate, we kind of wanted to get the crew together here before the, the while the trip is still fresh and kind of talk about the adventure that was. Um, you know, Aaron was new to the trip this year. We brought Peyton along to film it, and it was it was absolutely incredible. So um, let's get started. Welcome, boys. Heck yeah. Welcome. Excited. Yeah, excited to have you guys. So, yeah, so last year, Bonsai Bears um, was an incredible hunt. Uh, some, some big bears. We went three for three, uh, found some aw- absolutely awesome sheds. I think we're, we were there, five days total? last year's five yeah 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 so um but we went a little bit earlier this year and we'll talk a little bit about that but um with tyler's firefighting schedule we decided to go i think 10 days earlier and so we went just a day or two after the opener kind of set out in the same area we kind of uh we kind of scouted out on on base maps and plans on where we're going to go and where we're going to start um initially we thought we were going to climb 3600 feet in elevation um off the get-go which uh was ambitious for sure but um, I th- I think ultimately I'm kind of glad we didn't. What do you think about that, Ty? Yeah, I think that was a good call because of <laughs> the wet the weather and everything. So I mean, we knew we were going to be playing it by year, just going off of the snow line because no one had been in the area for the year. So yeah, just played it by year. As soon as we saw kind of where the snow line was at, we decided uh, what spot we were going to go to. So um, definitely glad we went where we did because we were still in snow almost every day. <laughs> So, yeah, yeah, it was. Um, which is, you know, sometimes you can find bears in that in the snow, but um, not with the weather that we were having and, yeah. and whatnot. So we'll, I'm sure we'll talk about that more. But um, yeah, definitely started out in the right spot. I uh, well, I guess Aaron can let us know if we started out in the right yeah. in the right spot, huh? <laughs> yeah, I, I guess we should first start with a little bit of the prep. Um, this hunt is gnarly, and when I say gnarly, it's uh, very gnarly. It's 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 unforgiving. It's rocky. It's extremely steep. Uh, the availability for water is uh, scarce. Uh, so you've got to do a lot of planning based on where you can filter water. And, you know, we each got to well, – we probably started training, what, six weeks in advance, I'd say? Um, yeah, hitting it real hard was probably uh, about six weeks. Biggest thing is getting your lungs and your legs ready. Like, it's everything in that country to just get those yeah. muscles going in your legs, uh, get them used to that pack weight because – you know, one thing you can't duplicate that you're doing training. I mean, you're training for 45 minutes to an hour and a half. When you're actually on the hunt, you're going all day long, like all day long. Um, so in, in that kind of country, there's no way out. You're, you're stuck. You're you're there. You're in the back country. You're 20 miles in. You're deep. There There's no trailheads. There's no trucks waiting for you if you want to bail out early. That's it. You're it. So you got to get your mind ready and you got to get your, your body ready. And, you know, ultimately we worked up to what, three, four days a week, um, into the peak. We, Aaron and I would meet, Peyton came with us. 
uh, we were meeting at 5.45 a.m., and we'd just go hard. Yeah. And it was still cold. Yeah, it was it was still really cold. Uh, <laughs> you, it's hard to actually prep for the type of country you're going to because we don't have anything like it. Yeah. But, you know, to your point, you know, get the legs burning. I, kn- I know the first one we did, I, you know, I didn't have a pack yet, so I just hiked up without anything. Um, we had a weight vest. Yeah, a weight vest, and but that's it, you know, 10, 15 pounds. And golly, even that hurt. Yeah. I was like, geez, it's yeah. a good thing we're starting this, yeah. I remember thinking. Yeah. And then obviously we worked up worked up and weighed. I think the, the heaviest I did uh, maybe 10 days before was 50 pounds, and um, it just got easier and easier. Um, yeah. Even though I knew the whole time, I'm like, man, this is – nothing like what we're yeah. going to be going to. And the whole time I was training, I'm like, gosh, this sucks. Gosh, this sucks. And I'm like, man, if you're saying this sucks now, he, he better wake the F up because it's going to really suck. And I just kept telling myself that to try to prepare myself mentally. And I knew the first climb was going to be the most vicious, especially since we weren't planning the same route in Tyler had kind of decided we we're going to test out a new route and try to see some different country or at least cut off some of the route. We had this thing we called the scree garden. And when we went last year, it was 90, 95 degrees. It, it was probably 80, 85 uh, on the warm days in the middle of the day. But when you were going across this 0.6 mile rock field, um, it would just like the heat would radiate off those radiate off those rocks in your heavy pack and the rocks would fall and slip b- below you. It would absolutely wear you out. So the plan was, was to not uh, hike in three miles. And then after we're exhausted, go across the scree garden, it was plan was to go further down and head straight up and bypass the scree garden and get into where we want to start hunting. And, you know, Taylor kind of coined this, this knob that was a really steep knob and we called it gobbler's knob. And it is why Taylor called it that. I don't know, but that's uh, the day that on that second last day where Tyler and I killed two nice bears. And we had bears kind of crawling all over right there uh, the day before. Anyway, we call it Gobbler's Knob. And I remember, I remember Taylor and Tyler saying, oh, yeah, we're, we're going to camp there. I'm like thinking, uh-huh, okay, really? I'm like, I knew it wasn't a very good camping spot. I'm like, okay, maybe they see something I don't. Or maybe they remember something I don't. But I just remember being over there, and it was like kind of straight up and straight down. I'm like, okay, we're going to camp there with five guys. Okay, great idea, Ty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what was t- what was your uh, thought process there, Ty and Tay? Because uh, that was quite the camp spot you guys picked. <laughs> the thought process was is we saw some elk bedded up there the first year, and uh, it looked like a nice flat spot <laughs> from what I remembered, but it was not nearly anything like that this year. It must have changed, huh? <laughs> yeah, I think, yeah. I think some of the weather and the rain uh, made it steeper. Yeah. Washed it out. But uh, to your defense, uh, there wasn't many options over there. At yeah, least well, that we yeah, knew about try, it at the time. Try and find one better option up there. Yeah. There really isn't one. So, I mean, it was the best we could do to be camped at our glassing spot, which is ideal. You don't have to hike every morning. So much rock, you just can't dig a, a good flat spot out. And uh, so we ended up, we, me and Taylor, we we did the best we could digging out beds for everyone. But it still was like, it was tough. Yeah, it was pretty tough. So uh, 
we'll kind of paint this picture for you. Okay, so we're gonna we're gonna avoid three miles. We're gonna bypass the point six miles of scree field. That's hellacious. It goes from little boulders to big boulders to medium sized, just washed out stuff with a lot of brush, which is probably poison oak. And so there's all these things in the scree garden that just make make it like this uh, torture zone. So we wanted to avoid that. Well, we'd never been up this area before. So, um, we didn't even know if it was possible. Uh, we, we thought it was possible based on, you know, maps and whatnot, but, um, getting into that spot, we probably had, I don't know, 20, 30 feet where we were on all fours climbing with our fingers and fingernails into the dirt with our heavy packs. So it's like, once we got over that point, which, you know, potentially dangerous. I mean, everyone's fine. We were all in good shape and young, but that could be potentially hazardous for, for a lot of folks. So just getting into this spot, we're on all fours, just crawling up this dirt, holding on to anything we could just to get up. And I know there was one point what it's, it got worse as the next person went up because it would kind of wash out as, as an, as the first guy in front of you dug in. So once we got to that spot, you know, we were able to head up there and then it was a boulder field. And when we're passing this boulder field, we're, we're, we're getting ready to head up to the first climb and we see some, some scat in this boulder field. And me and Taylor ran across it. Tyler headed up kind of to the left of us. He was trying to explore maybe some, a path through the rocks. Uh, maybe he was looking for sheds. I'm not sure what he was doing there, but me and me and Taylor <laughs> run into uh, some scat and we're like, what the heck? There's, there's, there's a bear down here. You know, we, we didn't think there was a bear down here. And the whole time we're kind of looking around, we're thinking, gosh, it's guys, it's not quite as green as what we thought, but, uh, it, it'll be fine. There's, there should be enough bears in this country. They'll be fine. So me, me and Taylor are kind of looking over there and I'm like, this, this bear literally just crapped right here. He's got to be here somewhere. So we kind of ventured off and keep in mind, this is still pretty steep, but we kind of ventured off. We're looking around. I think we're going to bump this bear off a boulder. Like it was that fresh. Anyway, we don't. We make that first big pull and we're, you know, halfway to Gobbler's Knob. So, um, it, it was steep. It was gnarly, but I feel like our preparation set us up for that first climb pretty good. I mean, I think we were all pretty wiped out. Uh, we had a, we carried, I think, I don't know, two liters of water in for that first climb, filtered water going into it. So we didn't have to worry about water. We had a good idea that there was probably water on the backside of Gobbler's Knob. And so I don't know, how'd you guys feel on that first climb? I, I know I was soaking wet with sweat just getting to the halfway point. I was pretty physically, um, I, w- I wouldn't say I was spent, but my body was working. Yeah, I was, I was soaking wet, um, yeah. like literally dripping, uh, with sweat and it was a pull, but the whole time I think I turned and talked to a couple of you, but I'm like, man, I'm sure glad I prepped for this because yeah. Because while I was sweating and everything like that, I was like, yeah, I can keep going. You know, I felt good. and But I was really grateful that I prepped for that because yeah. that is a pull in there. Yeah. Tay, Ty, how did you feel about that? I uh, I mean, I felt pretty good. I mean, I was sweated up too, just like the rest of you. But my legs felt good. Body felt good from the preparation. Um, I didn't have any issues on, on the first hike other than, I mean, you're going to be tired climbing 2,500 feet, but felt good yeah felt pretty good ty did really well uh ty's a machine yeah. obviously felt felt great so yeah one thing i do i hate when you get that sweaty is you get a little bit chilled when you get to the top and, and rest for a second so you know one of the things that i always do i don't i don't like to 
get cold. I like to be as comfortable as possible. I mean, if I can be, I will be. You know, throw on a puffy real quick, try to dry out that merino base layer. I mean, that's what I like to do when, when I stop for a second. But we didn't stop very long. I think Ty had spotted some coyotes there, bedded down. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, it was kind of cool. We're like, should we take a double here? We're like, ah, we probably shouldn't. Yeah, we're like, ah. Not many times you pass up shooting coyotes, but that time we did. <laughs> yeah, and then yeah. And then we saw some elk bedded over there. And, you know, one of the first things that I kind of noticed was, shoot, gosh, I'm not seeing any of these yellow flowers. Bears love yellow flowers, you know? And uh, I was like, ah. It'd, it'd be fine. It could be greener. could be some flowers, but I'm sure they'll be here. There was bears crawling in here last year. So off we go up to Gobbler's Knob. We make it up there and put our packs down, throw on a puffy, and then we're hunting, which that, that was the coolest part. Um, what, what what was the end-up elevation gain on that? Do you do you remember, Ty? Uh, it was around 2,800 feet. 2,800, that's right. And how long did that take us? Do you remember? Um off the top of my head i can't really remember i i want to say it was like two and a half hours or or so yeah so not really that bad i mean it's just two and a half hours of misery i don't know why that i was so psyched out in my mind that that was way worse than it was and probably because it's so big and so vast and so steep but like it's like two and a half hours it wasn't that bad really if you think about it no it, it definitely wasn't i think the main thing was you know, we, we had to pack six days worth of stuff up there. So, um, we didn't know what our, what our water situation was going to be. Um, so, I mean, I was planning on melting some snow, but even that we would have had to hike up or hike down quite a bit to get water from the Creek. So, uh, I took a little, little bit extra just in case. Um, but and yeah, we were on two hours of sleep. Oh, yeah. We oh, forgot yeah. about that. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously. That 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 in itself is probably one of the worst things about what we just did was not, not being rested going into it. Yeah. And to, to work that hard and be going on. Yeah. I, I, I didn't sleep the night before that, and I were going on two hours of sleep. And I wouldn't call it two hours of sleep because when I showed up at your house, Tyler – um, by the time I went to bed and rest my eyes and I think we got up at one forty five or two one forty five. Yeah. It I mean, it was like I didn't even close my eyes. <laughs> it's like it's like that feeling when you've slept that you're just like sick, that you've slept enough just so you wake up and you're sick. I mean, I think I would have been better <laughs> off not even going to bed. But at any rate, yeah, we didn't start that off real good and, and you know, we're kinda starting at the first of this hunt and so we're gonna backtrack again a little bit. Also in this group text we had each other's we were weighing our packs, we were weighing our gear. We were weighing our food. And one thing that I tried to focus on every day was worth of food. There was one thing that I did not want to be short on up there, and that was food. Food keeps your, keeps your mental game strong. It keeps you, keeps you going, keeps you satisfied. There's nothing worse than being hungry on the mountain. I'm sure Peyton can attest to that. Uh, <laughs> I told everyone, uh, well, at least told my crew here in Utah, that we wanted to stay, that you wanted to try to get between 2,500 and 3,000 calories. The research that I had done said that we we're going to be burning seven to twelve thousand a day, which you're not even going to get close to replenishing that. But you know, you can you can only pack so much food, especially on a six day trip. So I tried to keep my calories at twenty five hundred to three grand, and I try, and I was able to get that to two to two point four pounds. So I was able to, I was able to pack some lightweight foods that were calorie dense, that was were also still really enjoyable, 
so that I could have not a enough calories, but B be mentally tough while I was out there and make sure I was satisfied. So, you know, some of the things I packed, obviously level one bar first form, they're absolutely delicious. 20 grams of protein, 260 calories, uh, a protein stick, 170, 200 calories, 20 grams of protein. And then I went the tuna packets. I tried to do two tortillas a day. Uh, I did, uh, the nerd ropes or, uh, sour gummy worms. Those were a big hit. <laughs> um, and then I try to do a thing of spam every day. I know a lot of guys will talk crap on spam. It's not the healthiest thing in the world, but man, it's got sodium. It fills you up. Um, I think I did a built bar every single day. I'm trying to think some of my like top notch goodies I had. I did, uh, those pretzels. What are those pretzels Ty, that we love? Dots pretzels. Dots man. pretzels. I did a bag of dots pretzels every day. Um, and then we did a peak refuel at night. We tried to get 800 to 1200 calories at night. Um, if you can go to bed with a warm meal and a full stomach, you can about endure everything during the day, as long as you can make sure that gut's full. And I kind of learned that on my Brooks hunt when I was hunting doll sheep, man, I'd be miserable all day long, but as long as I could go home to a warm meal, I felt good. That's what I was looking forward to every night. I was like, how oh, my peak refill is going to be good tonight. I'm hungry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think, I think the food is key. Um, for me, I, you know, I've done a lot of, um, really long hikes. Um, and that's helped me to dial in my, you know, my food, um, when I'm on these long backpacking trips. But I think if you can get, you know, around, get your food to be at least, um, a hundred calories per ounce. Um, that's a pretty good benchmark for, you know, staying fairly lightweight. I, I was in the same boat. I was around, I only went like 2000 to 2,500 calories per day. Cause I was just trying to stay, you know, kind of light, but at the same time, I mean, it's six days. I, my food weight was 13 pounds total. So, I mean, we had this gear list and we tried to like get rid of all the unnecessary stuff off of it. We, I mean, we were trying to go as light as possible, but there's, you've got to take a certain amount of gear uh, to be comfortable and to survive in some of those conditions that we're in. Uh, so you can only get it to what you can. And, and I think all of us were around about the same, you know, 55 to 60 pounds, uh, pack weight, that's including, uh, you know, rifles and cameras, camera batteries, like that's everything in our packs. Yeah. Um, a couple liters of water, you know, stuff like that. It's incredible. Like I had this goal the whole time that I was going to get my pack to 40 pounds. Like 40, I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm getting to 40, boys. Then by the time I add my Walther, a mag of my Walther, I add, I brought 20 rounds. I'm like, oh, boys, I know how this went last year. I'm going to bring 20 rounds. And three of us have 300 PRC, so then I thought it was genius, you know. <laughs> and uh, brought 20 rounds, and I just got looking at my stuff. I'm like, there's literally nothing I can eliminate. I brought some pyro putty. I bought two lighters. I mean, that's the only stuff that I maybe had a little bit of excess. And I'm glad I bought the pyro party because of the weather that we had. But mm-hmm. at, at any rate, I, I was looking through my stuff. I have the best of the best equipment. And I, I didn't pack. So Taylor and Tyler, they packed uh, MSRs or jet boils uh, for cooking. You know, I packed uh, the tent poles. We had a Red Cliff seek outside and we were all going to sleep in that and a Silex. So we were, we split and distributed some of the heavier stuff individually, um, to try to help that. I mean, my, my, I used a Kuyu sleeping bag as one. It's like, I think it's 2.1 pounds. I think you guys were on the light and equipments. That's one pound, 
my pad. I like to, I don't like to sacrifice on the sleep thing, guys. I like to make sure I'm as comfortable as possible. And I went, I was 1.6 pounds on my Nemo pad. I think you guys may have been a little bit, um, a little bit more than that, but we did some good things, but we also made some mistakes. So we'll talk about some of those mistakes, but, um, back, we'll transition back over to gobbler's knob. You know, we sit down there. I, I go to put my, I feel like we're glass and we're glass and I go to put my pack down and all of a sudden I come back and you guys are like all excited. There's a bear, there's a bear, there's a bear. Uh, Taylor spotted a bear right off the bat feeding in some timber. Talk about that, Tay. Yeah, it was crazy, man. Everybody was kind of getting set up to have a snack and I just uh, grabbed my binos, popped up over the ridge, man, and had to do the double take. It was about 115 and there was a big old chocolate bear standing down there in the clearing. So I, you know, let everybody know and all heck broke loose. Oh yeah. That's when, that's when things got a little Western. Yeah. Food went flying and packs are rolling. (laughs) and people. We we had some shaking and some excitement (laughs) and some bear fever for sure. But you know, it's like, you never know what the bear's going to do, but a lot of times they walk through clearing like my bear did and disappear forever. Or, you know, you just sit and chilled out and this Aaron's bear was feeding below the snow pad. So, um, we kind of just talked to Aaron through this, like, Hey, you got time. Don't worry about it. And you know, he was fighting to get a rear support. I went and grabbed my, uh, my rear bag. I packed in a rear bag, super lightweight. Travis gave it to me, um, and put that behind him, got him settled in. And, uh, it's, it's funny seeing how excited we all get. I mean, obviously, uh, we didn't get to see Taylor and Tyler shoot because we kind of split up at that point, but all of us just kind of watching Aaron get all excited and, and I think Ty made the comment. Comment. He's like, "Hey, act like you've done this before." <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely felt, kind of felt like I came off as, as a dick after afterwards. But <laughs> in the moment, you know, I just if I get start getting excited like that. Um, it just takes someone saying something to me like that. Uh, just like, okay, cool. Like it's fine. I can chill out. Not yeah. saying that Aaron was like overly excited or whatever. He looked like he was a little excited, and maybe he wasn't. But uh, I was just like, hey, like we got this let's act like we've been here before let's let's you know focus and make a good shot because um sometimes that's all you get yep you know and this so is you got to make it count this is literally a bear of a lifetime and i was going through i think we're all going through double double checks with aaron like hey make sure your bubbles level you got it right you got the right dial you got the right dial right you got the right one just to make sure because you know i've missed i've been at a revolution high before aaron's had the wrong dope in his gun before when he missed that mount like so we're just like man there's a bear of a lifetime right in front of aaron let's just make sure we get this right he's not going anywhere and i'm glad we took the extra time to do it and i'll be the first to raise my hand and say man i about choked on my lungs when i was with belmer and that uh, big old bear came and fed on my elk carcass like i was like i'm like what am i doing i'm like just relax (laughs) <laughs> you, you know, so sometimes you just have to get past that, um, that, that, that buck fever, if you will. And I can't remember, it was 450 yards, I think. Yep. 450. And he was kind of, he, then he was kind of hard courting away. Uh, then he turned a little bit just to give Aaron a little window and Aaron made an absolutely incredible shot. Perfect. And, and I heard the bullet smack, but I didn't see it because I was, I wasn't looking through the spotter. Peyton was on the long lens and then I was running a third angle. So I couldn't really see what was going on. I was just like watching, but um, heard the bullet smack and the bear ran off. I'm like, uh oh, I'm like that's kind of weird. And he only went, I don't know, ten yards and just started, boom, and going. Yeah, I kind of backtracking. Um, 
Taylor said bear, and he didn't even have to point out. Like, as soon as he said that, I saw it with my bear eyes, put my binos up, and it was one of those. The first thing I said, and maybe Taylor remembers this, maybe he doesn't, but I said giant. Like, you could just see the width on the bear's back and his shoulders. And then I remember in the binos, he turned his head to the left, and I just saw his thick muzzle. It's like, okay, giant, uh, which was pretty cool because I've only – been able to look at a bear one other time and say, Oh, automatic giant. Yeah. And that bear had that same type of look. And, uh, yeah, it just kind of going through the process again. Um, it, it was really nice that that bear just stayed in and fed in there because we really were able to take our time. Uh, like, like you mentioned, Eric, I was having a hard time getting a rear support. I was folding up my jacket and it would just fall. And I was like, God, the bears just stay in there. So we didn't have to hurry. Got a good rear support. Tyler, you know, made his comment, which in the video I was watching it, I actually laughed. Like I thought it was funny. (laughs) (laughs) If you watch the video, I literally laughed. And because I remember thinking I I felt pretty calm, but it was nice, you know, for Tyler to say that because it kind of just like, oh, you know, and it reminded me the bears just staying right there, like no need to hurry. And, uh, we were kind of waiting for that bear to turn for a while. I was like, gosh, just turn. So I can just, cause I was so ready and steady. And I was like, just turn already. And finally he gave just that slight quartering away and just smacked that thing. But yeah, yeah, it was perfect. Especially with the window that you had and how he was quartered away. You put that two twelve just freaking right in the pocket. Yeah. And it went far back, like behind last rib and like through that other lung. And dude, that thing 10 yards was dead rolling. Like yeah, crushed I was like, him. at first I was like, how did he, he, cause he took some, you know, vertical steps. He like kind of went straight up. I was like, how's he doing that? Cause I, I watched impact through the scope. I stayed perfect on that rifle, which is pretty awesome. Yeah. And that's one of the few, I, I'll be honest. That's one of the few times I've just stayed complete. Like I watched impact. I knew I hit him and I was like, how's he going forward? Yeah, and then, that's what I thought too. I'm but like, then it didn't dang. take long. Because he started just endoing, like he said. Yeah, and I think Tyler knew immediately that we hit based on, you know, he was watching through the, the, the phone scope. But I remember when, once Tyler said that, I was like, holy cow, that thing soaked that up like a champ, but not for very long. <laughs> for like three <laughs> seconds. Yeah. yeah, for like three <laughs> seconds. But yeah. you, would, you it, 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 he, he went he went like, yeah, 20 feet and then started rolling down the hill. But one thing that I thought was super cool, and it's – it's not as easy as you might think it, uh, but getting everybody set up on all the different cameras and, and like we had talked about the setup for the shot, like we, I think we've all done it enough now. <laughs> like it's so easy to be like, to have someone, you know, not hit record or, you yeah. know, two people trying to do the same thing. It's like, we all have just done it before. We all knew what we needed to do and to be able to capture, you know, that event for, you know, Aaron to, you know, kill his biggest bear and, um, just, just so everyone can see how it went down. Like, it's pretty cool that we've all, you know, been, been part of situations like that and we know how to handle it. We know how to capture it. And, um, and we got some pretty good footage. It's pretty rad. Yeah, no, I, I definitely, um, that's a good point, Ty. We were all on the same page there and worked as a team, uh, to capture that moment. And, you know, I was thinking about this. It's like, how much easier would this trip have been if we didn't pack camera equipment in there? Oof. Way easier. That's a lot think, of weight. Peyton? Yeah. And um, 
<laughs> so it, ma- it makes you appreciate, and I hope <laughs> listeners appreciate the level of effort that we put into this, to, just to just to capture a cool hunt, you know. And one of the things we wanted to focus on was um, 120 frames per second on the kill shot. I told Peyton if it's 500 yards and in, I want 120 frames because I want to wa- I want to watch this kill shot, shot in slow motion. So that was one of the things that we we talked about internally here going in is like let's get some 120 frames per second shot. We'll still get the phone scope shot as a backup shot, and it all came together that the bear just went smoking down the mountain. So one, one funny point that, uh, once that bear was rolling, Ty's like, okay, when, whenever he shoots, watch for bears. <laughs> As if well, bears were going to come running out of the trees. <laughs> I thought maybe there were, man. I mean, there were so many bears in there the last time we were up there. It's true. And, uh, and so, and we had only been up there for 10 minutes when we spotted that thing. So yeah, crazy. I was just thinking, if nothing else, like maybe we'd see some bears like running off the scared of the gunshot, right? And we could hunt them later. But yeah, no, anyway, that, everyone yeah, was making fun be... of me for it. For <laughs> oh, everyone <laughs> more bears. It was validated. We're, we're, we'll all take uh, running shots when they all scatter. <laughs> five hundred yards on the run. <laughs> Going heading away, Texas heart shot five hundred yards. <laughs> Lead him by three bear lengths. <laughs> you on my bear? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's too funny. I just want to say how thankful I am that Taylor spotted that bear first because he's really unselfish and, you know, he let me shoot that. If Eric or Ty would have saw that bear, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, you guys went back and forth for like a minute. You shoot it. No, you shoot it. No, you shoot it. Yeah, I kept telling Taylor, you spotted it. You shoot it. Taylor's like, nope, you're shooting it. You know, that's really funny that he's throwing me and you under the bus, Tyler, like that, especially since we said he was first, Taylor said he's first shooter. (laughs) I'm just teasing. (laughs) Oh, you guys were bickering, I was going to jump in and be like, hey, I'll shoot it if you guys can't decide. Yeah, I'd be like, okay, and I'll be the fourth guy, Okay. Let me just back everyone up here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just nice to hunt with like unselfish guys. It just makes the hunt so easy and so much more enjoyable Definitely. when everybody's just on the same page that way. You know, because it's not always like that. But when you get a good group of guys, it makes it easy. Yeah. Definitely. I actually had a coach tell me one time, it's amazing what can be accomplished when nobody cares who gets the credit. And I felt like with this group of guys, yeah. no one cared who shot the biggest bear. I mean, we all wanted Aaron to shoot the biggest bear, but no one really cared. I mean, Taylor shot some absolute hog of a bear. Tyler shot some giants. I've shot some giants. Um, it's like, man, someone else's turn to experience this because there's nothing quite like getting a big old slob on the ground on a spring bear. So, uh, yeah, I agree with that. It, it is fun. Um, but, you know, Ty's thoughts were validated in that let's let's sit up on the gobbler's knob and, and keep looking um, for bears. So that's what we did. We killed that bear, and we went we, – we stayed glassing for another couple hours because – gosh we were in a bear within an hour of being up top we're like this is going to be the most amazing hunt ever and we glass 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 i don't did we see another bear tyler did you spot the bear another you did spot a bear yeah well you guys went down to go uh clean aaron's bear and pack it back up to camp uh me and taylor stayed up we set up the tent and uh we we were glassing on and off and yeah we turned up that other chocolate that was way up the drainage so yeah, decided not to go after him that night, um, just because he's so far away, and and we had just got there. We wanted to be able to glass some more and hopefully turn up more bears in there before we hiked straight through the middle of the drainage and and just got our scent all over the place. So yeah. um, held off till the next day. 
Which was a good call because um, while well, me, Peyton, Aaron took photos, video, and took care of the bear, cut the bear meat up, uh, you guys were digging beds out on a 90-degree side hill. How'd that go? That's Super about good. the worst bed. I'm like, what have these guys been doing up here? We get up there good. four hours later, and it's like you guys hadn't done anything yet. Oh. I, don't have any, I don't have any fingernails left from trying to dig that bed out. <laughs> here, we, here we are. We're trying to dig out beds in this rock garden using a tent stake. It was, yeah, it was not good. Yeah. Good forever. What, what you saw there was hours worth of grinding. Yeah. <laughs> Which that's actually the truth. Like your fingers and your um, your feet just from kicking out beds right there. I'm like, there's no way we're all gonna fit right here. No way. I don't care if this is an eight man TP. It's not happening. Like we're ru- we're running out of real estate here, and that's what we did. By the time I got up there, I started helping you guys dig out beds because I kind of I took Aaron's rifle to try to lighten his load. Headed out of there. Peyton and, and Aaron went and got water. We got water down there. I hiked up water for uh, Taylor and Tyler, which um, beggars can't be choosers, and all they did was criticize the water that I brought him. <laughs> Straight it mud. It wasn't water. It was mud. <laughs> I, I, they, had, they had these little platypuses, and I had to try to create this waterfall system to be able to get these platypuses <laughs> full of water. And when I, when I like release these rocks for the water would come out of like this little pond thing, it like sucked all the algae and dirt off of everything and was just like sucking everything. He in. couldn't wait 20 seconds to let it clear out. I waited like 20 <laughs> minutes. I'm like, okay, this is, this is getting ridiculous. I've never seen someone grab water so fast and take off so fast. He <laughs> wanted out of there. Yeah, when me and Aaron got our water, we did the same thing, and it was crystal clear. Yeah, because of all the work I put in for you <laughs> yeah, guys. It was a natural little waterfall. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Yep. Wish well, you could have seen it when I did. But at any rate, yeah, it was a little yellow. And I got up there, and all those guys did was complain about the water that I packed up the mountain for them. And I didn't hey. complain about my bed one time they kicked out for me. You took Nick? the best one. <laughs> I I even let you little suckers choose. Okay, Taylor. Taylor's like, why are you digging out my bed? I'm like, okay, this is your bed. T- t- I'm like, t- I'm like Tyler. What uh, what bed do you want? He's like, I want the one furthest on the end. Yeah, I'm like, right. Perfect. That's exactly how it went. Tyler would not have chose the end. He, Tyler, did you choose the end? Probably to be nice, maybe. Out of, out of the kindness of my heart. Yeah, I that was nice of you. We all know the end sucks. <laughs> well, I'm six two and you're five six, so it kind of you kind of you grew two inches. <laughs> yeah, neither of those are accurate. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, so anyway, hey, the good thing is karma. Karma's a bitch, and it came back to get you because someone ended up needing water that dirty mud water and it'll come back to bite you. Huh? Yeah. And I had no problems drinking that <laughs> other than you guys wore my SteriPen batteries out. So I was drinking dirty water. <laughs> oh, they're like, Oh, we like Eric's SteriPen. Let's use it. And about four days into the trip, the damn thing's dead. I'm like, Oh, and I brought you extra batteries and it died with the and new it, batteries. What the heck? Those were brand yeah, let's new. Let's talk about that piece of gear. Now we, we don't, we're not trying to say anything bad. We probably just don't know how to use the darn thing, but I don't, that's just weird that that just died so quick, especially after we put those brand new batteries in. I think that could have been potentially dangerous. So learning lesson here for me, have some sort of backup water filter because that was kind of sketchy. Luckily, I had you guys, but that was kind of weird. I think the batteries got wet. They must or have. Or something. It got wet inside. That's my guess. But Yeah. Because uh, I know that's a pretty reputable little tool. But at any rate. It was rate, cold too. It could have drained them. Yeah, it was cold. 
Yeah, that's a good point there, Peyton. Cameraman, only you would know something like that. Huh? I was doing it to the cameras, draining the batteries. It was yeah. so cold. So yeah. Uh, anyway, so you know, and you know, it's interesting. I, you know, whenever I get into a, a spot, especially initially, I, I have a little bit of anxiety. It's just an inherent thing for me. It takes me a day, day and a half to get settled in, and then I'm like, I'll conquer the mountain. I'll I'll hike anywhere. Um, and but when Aaron was pulling that bear out, we were going over some snow on some a grassy steep side hill. And it made me a little bit nervous, um, you tripping and falling down that. Because it looks so steep where you're coming across. I'm like, oh, no, he's coming across this cliff. And I know he's already wiped out. I'm like, dude, don't go too fast. Like, And that we figured that bear hide was somewhere between 55 and 65 pounds, if we were to guess. I know we weighed one of Tyler's big bears uh, one time after one of his trips. I think Ty, when we weighed that, was like 60, 65, I think, or 66 or something. Yeah, it was around 65. Um the hide, yeah, just the hide. So what were you packing out of that hole that you killed your bear in? You're packing the hide. You had some water? You had all your water? Yeah, almost all. Then your gear. The I had your gun. We left camp up there, so that helped with some pounds. You probably left some food but up I there, took, too. No, I ax- I took all my food. I forgot to drop it. Oh. I was too excited to go get it. Oh, gotcha. Okay. <laughs> so I took, yeah, I took a bunch of So you had an extra camp. 10 pounds of food. Yeah, and then I took, I should have dropped a lot more stuff, but I had clothing. I was just ready to go get the bear, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, there we go. Bear, uh, day one, bear down. We got another bear for tomorrow. Um, and now we just got to figure out these this sleeping situation. <laughs> so we all, uh, one thing they did do besides kick out the bed was put up the, uh, uh, the, the Red Cliff. Yeah, the red cliff light from Seek Outside, which yeah. I, I thought this was really smart, and you kind of already touched on it, but we we shared gear. So we didn't all take an individual tent, and, like, you know, some people took the stoves. You know, we split up the tent like you talked about, and that was kind of nice. I like that, and that red cliff is super light. I think it's, like, three and a half, four pounds with everything, including the carbon poles and stakes and everything. Right. Yeah, super light. So it's all set up when we get there. We had to kick out the beds a little bit more. Um and then kind of get our pads set up. We have these little rollouts so that your pads go on top of these little rollouts so you're not, you know, sleeping on. Yeah, ground cloth. Ground cloth or whatever you want to call it. But I was still a little bit nervous. This spot was so rocky. I thought, I'm surprised one of us didn't pop a pad. Taylor woke up one one morning and his pad was flat. Was that, did you pop it or did it just, being on the rocks, did it just leak out? Uh, I think there might be a pinhole. <laughs> I had trouble. I <laughs> I had trouble with it another night, another morning too. So it seemed like it was kind of deflating slowly. Yeah. That's never fun. The the one thing you want, especially on a hunt like that is to sleep well. And we'll talk about how we slept here next. So, um, I, w- when did the storm hit and first night, wasn't it? First night. Yeah. yeah. First oh, night. Oh, did you see how quick Peyton piped in there? <laughs> Yeah, first night. It was first. It was the first night. It was almost every night. We forgot to mention Peyton was Peyton was in a groundless or a a floorless shelter. One man uh, about I don't know 100 yards away from us because that's the flattest spot we could find, and he was all on his own. So I'm sure that'll get uh, that'll get brought up here in a minute. Yeah. So this is where things get a little interesting. So. I think before anything, we got hit with a gnarly wind before we even fell asleep, didn't we? Yes. And yeah, before we even fell asleep and all of us, except Tyler, because he was on the outside, had a piece of the tent holding on for dear life. 
Like it got to the point where it was bending that carbon fiber pole and Taylor and I grabbed that thing and were manning that pole so that that pole in our tent didn't blow away. And Aaron was holding like the one side where the guy out was, I think. I had two loops. There's inside loops in there where you can put the inner lining that we didn't bring. Yeah. And I had two fingers like this. <laughs> I just had both of them. <laughs> yeah. And that thing's loud. And so it was really intimidating um, holding on to that. I'm like, oh boy. And I'm just thinking, how long is this going to last? What are we in for? What's going to happen here? Like I, I was legit very nervous. Um, I don't know what you guys were running through your heads at that point. I saw fear in Taylor and Aaron's eyes for sure. Um, no one could see my face cause the tent was laying on. <laughs> just yeah, freaking I, slapping you in the face, slapping me in the face. And, uh, I, I started to think like long term, like, okay, what are we going to do without a tent up here for a week? Cause oh I gosh. thought there was a decent chance it was going to rip. Or it was just going to blow, like stakes were going to come out and it was going to blow away down the mountain. Uh, yeah. So I was trying to figure out what we were going to do if that happened, especially since it was pretty early on in the night. Yeah. It was like, was like 1130 or midnight. I was thinking Mary Poppins 2.0, that thing was liftoff and we we're going to be holding on to that carbon pole floating away. <laughs> <laughs> you and I. <laughs> I was just like, what are we going to do? This is not good. But luckily it kind of died down and we all kind of took a deep XL and we're like, Oh my gosh, that was kind of scary. Meanwhile, over in the Silex, <laughs> what were you doing? Okay. So the Silex is held up by two carbon fiber trekking poles. And I think Peyton had the, 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 the Michael Jordan wings out, like holding on to those two. We, we had set that up pretty fast. Me and Aaron, it was starting to get dark. So we didn't have a, it, it was, you're on a, the freaking Ridge anyway. So you can't get it perfectly flat. And that wind started and, the trekking poles I don't think were extended high enough and one would fall over. I'd have to reset it back up. The other one would fall over. And eventually it got so bad I was just sitting there up in the middle in the tent just holding both of them as hard as I could was <laughs> as the wind was shaking. <laughs> and I was thinking, There's, is it this bad for them over there? And I'm just getting flap, slapped in the face. You can see under the tent, you can see the whole freaking side hill. I'm like, this is not fun. <laughs> When your tent lifts up and you can see yeah. the steep ass side and hill, I had all my stuff spread out in there, kind of trying to dry out, and I'm like, I everything's gonna be gone in the morning. It's just gonna blow away. And and just with that, like it was so rocky on that. Like Peyton and I were having troubles just getting the stakes in there. Like, oh yeah, I think we busted one stake and oh, and we bent half of them. Yeah, because yeah. it was so dang rocky. But we tried three different spots, and that was the best one yeah. we could come up with. And so that my night was. It was just rain and snow. I was sitting there once I got the stake or the trekking poles set up well enough that I thought it would stay up. Um, I was just holding one side of the tent next to my face and I would start to fall asleep and I would let go of it and it would slap me in the face. So <laughs> that, the first night I don't think I slept at all just because I was trying to make sure the stent, the tent stayed grounded. <laughs> Oh my gosh. <laughs> and, and I was putting camera equipment away. What, what were you thinking in that moment when it was like gnarly whipping? I was like, there's no way. I was like, this is going to blow away. I was like, I'm going to have to go figure out how to go and get in with them. But I didn't know. It was just as bad for you guys as too. So it wouldn't even oh my gosh. have worked. And, and yeah, eventually it calmed down enough. That yeah. Luckily it was only probably what, 10, 12 minutes, 15 minutes maybe? That first storm. 
probably 10 mile an hour gust we're probably only like 10 15 minutes but so let, yeah let's let's transition to that okay yeah we had a little bit of anxiety going to bed at night i'm thinking the whole time are we going to survive this i'm like how is peyton surviving this that's what i was thinking i'm like okay it died down i'm like oh, okay it's all good hopefully the worst of it passed well about 2 3 a.m i get woken up to tyler uh telling me that hey dude hey hey i'm freaking soaking wet I'm like, what? I'm like, dude, what do you mean you're soaking wet? I'm like, go back to bed. He's like, <laughs> I just remember like thinking, I don't know if I said it, but thinking like, dude, go back to bed. He's like, I'm coming over there in the middle. I'm like, oh my gosh. I'm like, there's not even any room right here between me and Taylor. I'm like, oh, okay, fine, go ahead. And so I just start throwing stuff, trying to make room for Tyler, and it's 3 a.m. and dark. And I, I saw the look in his eye, and he was going for it. So I'm like, okay, so I'm just throwing stuff everywhere. <laughs> there wasn't a, Keep in mind, there wasn't a bed dug out right here. <laughs> so he <laughs> Tyler just kind of hops in, in in the middle between me and Taylor. How'd you sleep there, bud? Oh, my gosh. You know, I wasn't sleeping where I was at, but I, I had a cup maybe a half hour once I moved to the middle just because I didn't have the wet tent, you know, from <laughs> condensation and everything else just laying on my face. But it was just, it was just laying on my face. I was like, I'm drenched. I'm gonna be freezing, and I'm not gonna sleep. So I had to move. And <laughs> like you said, we didn't dig that spot out. So I was sliding towards Taylor, and also towards like the door of the tent, sliding out the bottom. So I'm like <laughs> trying to hold on to what I, whatever I can, uh, and still try and fall asleep. So it was a, it was. I, I told you guys already, I think, but. It was the top. Definitely, I spent a lot of nights on the mountain, and that was top three worst nights I've ever had on the mountain for sure. It well, was it was bad. Little did you know that it was going to get worse, huh? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't know that that was the worst night sleep I had on the whole trip. So yeah, that that was pretty rough. Um, and I'm and I'm thinking this whole time. Well, how did we get wet? Gosh, we got this top notch seek outside. Red Cliff, Sucker's Bulletproof. Um, we're just like, gosh, what, what's going on here? Withstood 60-mile-an-hour winds. Which is, you know, that says a lot, 60-mile-an-hour winds. But when did we finally figure out um, – well, let's go into the next day before we talk about more about the tent. Um, so we wake up. I think we're looking for that bear. We're looking for other bears. Uh, ultimately, Taylor and Tyre split off to head down the ridge a little bit to glass, get some different angles. Aaron spots his bear, Taylor's bear. And, uh, you know, you guys took after it. Ty, why don't you talk a little bit about that? I, I was like, who's going with me? I'm like, well, I'm going to send Aaron with you two. Uh, Aaron's already exhausted. I sent Aaron over with you guys anyway because I'm like, well, if another bear comes out, I need to be on this ridge. I don't I don't want to be on a stock. So I'll send the guy who um, uh, already has his tag filled. And that worked out for us last year. When you two peeled off and went down, I was watching for my bear and he came out right as you guys were coming back up. So it was, and I was already set up, so it was perfect. So that was kind of my plan. Talk about how you guys had to make a uh, a play on that. It wasn't easy. You guys had to dip and 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 lose elevation and gain. Talk about that. Yeah, it was uh, like he's had a lot of elevation loss and and gain. Um, that country's so steep. It looks like it's going to take you three hours to get anywhere on that mountain. Oh. And you know, luckily. The key, the key for us um, in this area has been just trying to find game trails. So I was glassing, you know, trying to glass up game trails um, before we even started moving so that we had a general idea. Because you get cliffed out so easily, 
but if there's consistent, you know, elk moving through a certain area, you can pretty much guarantee you can get through there. So uh, we picked out a decent game trail, and sure enough, um, we got over to within shooting range within 45 minutes or so. Um, the only problem was we got across the other side of the drainage and the wind was blowing the opposite direction. And we had a little, um, storm blowing in and it started taking our scent right up towards where the bear was. So we thought that, you know, we got over there, we didn't see the bear. Um, and so we thought that maybe we had blown it and we had, we had pushed him out. So we just, at, at that point, just posted up and started putting glass on the mountain, just trying to uh, see if we could turn him back up or he popped back out at some point. Yeah, and which he did. Um, he popped back out. Uh, t- uh, Peyton and I were kind of watching from, I don't know, a mile away or so, and uh, just under a mile. And we saw that thing pop out, and we're like, oh, they moved. They're never going to see it. <laughs> what, what are we going to do? And all of a sudden we hear, I'm like, uh-oh, <laughs> bear, bear, bear's running, he missed. Then I'm like, oh, he stopped. I'm like, Taylor, shoot him again, shoot him again. Well, apparently, Taylor and Tyler were trying to get in sync with each other from filming to shoot him again, or then then Tyler would have, and then Taylor had to uh, reset up and whatnot, and they just couldn't get on the same page. Well, eventually they did, and, and, and Taylor kind of took a Hail Mary. And I kind of sounded like on my end it hit, but um, we believe ultimately he missed. But uh, – uh, it was it was a closer shot. I know Taylor was pretty disappointed. It was 375 yards initially the first shot. Um, talk about that, Taylor. I know you were a little bit bummed out. Yeah, man. It's it's always uh, it's always tough to miss when you put in so much work to get that maybe your only opportunity when you have four guys. Um, and it's and it's hard to get a 375 yard shot in that country. So, you know, before you're taking the shot, you're like, wow, this is a gimme. And then you miss, and it almost blows your mind. Yeah. Um, I don't know, and I've never, you know, misses happen, stuff happens. Hard, the hard part for me was is you have guys working so hard to help you. Um, for me, I can accept the miss myself, but I hate, you know, the fact that everybody went over there with me, you know, and, and I just blew a chip shot, yeah. um, you know, and ended up just shooting an inch over his back. and. And, it, and it's hard at the in the moment, but you just got to get over it and forge ahead and help everybody else. Um, yeah. But that's the tough. That was the toughest for me. It's yeah. just tough and Aaron working yeah. their butt off, and then you miss. Yeah, and you guys did your due diligence. You went over there to make sure you didn't hit it. Um, like I said, I kind of thought you did initially, but after looking through the footage, I'm like, no, no, no. I don't know what I heard. Yeah. I must have heard a bullet slap a rock, but I thought the bear kind of slowed down. And you hit him, but he it was definitely a clean miss. And, uh, you know, at that point for me, what I was thinking, I'm like, okay, we just had, we just almost had two bears right off the bat. I'm like, I know once we kind of miss that opportunity, I'm like, it's going to get tough to kill four bears is what I was thinking at that point. And, and that's what happened. We had some weather roll in. It's like, I think we stayed there another night, had some snow come in. And at this point, um, it was snowing and not raining. So the tent held up pretty good. But we woke up the next morning. It's like we were kind of frustrated. I'm like, it's winter here again. It was cold. Like I, you know, Peyton that because he had such an awful night his first night. We let Peyton sleep in till about twelve, <laughs> and we could hear him about two miles away. 
he was just enjoying that sleep. Well, that just, night before, I I was preparing for the wind gust of 60 miles an hour, so I took every rock on that hillside, and I put them around my tent. To, <laughs> I made a wind barrier, and so that night, I slept a lot better because I was prepared that, that next night, but right. luckily, it was just a little bit of snow, and it was nothing crazy. So. Oh, yeah. He built a castle around that thing <laughs> with a Had moat to. and everything. Well, the night before, the, the trekking pole blowing so hard it also poked little holes in the top of the tent because it knocked them out of place and stuff so yeah. i was like i'm making this thing as good as i can make it with these kinds of conditions so so so, so you know we wake up that let's see would it be second morning on the hill third day ish hunting wake up um that second morning and peyton's outside the tent it's like 7 a.m he's like sitting there i'm like uh-oh I'm like, there must be something wrong if Peyton's already up. And old Peyton was freezing his ass off. Oh, I got, I had a fire going. I thought it was earlier or later than it was, too. I could hear the birds, but it was – Taylor was up glassing, and it was right in the morning. I'm like, I'm starting a fire. I don't know. I was freezing. It was yeah, cold. We, we know if Peyton's tapping his foot outside the tent that <laughs> early, something's wrong. So mm-hmm. my point with, with that is it was cold. Uh, we had that, that, that wind blew in a, a storm front, and we had snow – um, and it would take till like two o'clock to burn that snow off to where the snow levels were right where they started. And if, I think if anything, what we learned, and I've, I've been on bear hunts where it's too early and you're just not seeing bears. Um, but we thought this spot was so hot that it wouldn't matter. Like we knew we were coming in early. We all thought it was going to kind of be okay. But I think, we, I think this, uh, kind of etched in our minds that bears don't like the cold. If there ain't the flowers, the yellow flowers, if there's not those, green grasses and, and, and plenty for him to uh, eat. They're not Roman. They might be out. They might be awake. But finding them within 100 yards of their dens is, is going to be pretty tough glassing. I don't yeah. know. Well, yeah, and when uh, Taylor and Tyler and I, the second day, went after Taylor's bear, we were going down and we found this huge dugout bed. Uh, only... 75 yards maybe from where I shot my bear and there were piles, just piles and piles. Like I'm talking days and days and days worth of, of bear poop. And you could tell that bear wasn't moving very far. So, you know, going, going back to, it was cold. We came in early, those bears weren't moving. And that was, you know, indicative by where that bear's bed was. And you could tell he, he wasn't moving much. So, and and we kind of, we kind of made the assessment like, Hey, these bears aren't going within a hundred yards of their dens. Like, so in order for us to kind of pick these bears up, we got a tall order in front of us. So, you know, we all kind of got together, um, after that and we had, we didn't see any more bears. Uh, we waited that next day for, I don't know, I want to say three quarters of the day, maybe 60% of the day waiting for the bear that Taylor, uh, missed to come out. Didn't see him again, again. And we're like, guys, we're out. We're going to backup plan. And we decided that we were going to hit a different drainage, which meant uh, we got to pack up our gear and venture across the scree garden. <laughs> yeah. So that's what that meant. And I knew that that was going to be a tall order because everyone was smoked, especially Aaron. And he was going to have to carry that heavy bear with four days worth of food across the scree garden. So I knew that was going to be pretty tough. So, you know, Taylor and I kind of blew through it. And the nice thing about this, though, it was it was colder. So the, the scree garden really messed me and Tyler and Taylor up when it was so hot because of that, those rocks just radiated the heat and there was no cloud cover. This was much nicer. I'd say, I don't know how you guys felt. Oh, well, Taylor and Tyler, since you've been there before, 
Oh yeah. You know, it, yep. it was fine. I mean, it's never fun crossing all those rocks and stuff. And, um, but I mean, it was fine. Not a big deal. Uh, there's, it always sketches me out a little bit going through some of those sections because, um, especially when you get some really big rocks, uh, that are resting on smaller rock. Yeah. Uh, and I had an instance crossing this time that, um, you know, could have really been catastrophic. Um, I was walking across and, uh, had some medium, probably, you know, 50 pound, 50 to a hundred pound rocks that I was walking on, but with, you know, 500 to a thousand pound rocks resting on those up above and they're kind of teetering. And, um, I had one of those smaller rocks slip out and a big one came down oh. and almost crushed my leg. Okay. Oh, uh, I was able to pull my leg out just in time and something like that can, can really put a damper on the trip. So, um, you know, just gotta be careful and do what you can. Um, but you know, I think it's just a little bit of teamwork at that point, trying to communicate to each other, you know, what rocks are good, solid, which ones aren't, especially with Aaron coming behind me who had, you know, that heavy pack on his back. So trying to scout out the best route, you know, uh, make it as easy as possible for him. So, yeah, it's definitely about teamwork. I know Taylor and I pushed a little f further ahead and Taylor had a little boo-boo. He endowed one time too. Yeah, I took a spill, man, just about went off the rock cliff. I, I cruising across there, and I, one of my trekking poles snapped and threw me off balance with that heavy pack on, and the pack about went over my head. I stopped just in the nick of time. So it's, it's, it's definitely dangerous going across the scree, but it was much better in those conditions. Yeah, and then Peyton had a little incident, too, where he, he uh, you bumped a rock, and tell us about that. I, w I was sitting there. I was behind Aaron and I, I was down just a little bit, but they were going across and a bunch of loose rocks were falling. I was sitting there and I'm just standing there and I'm like, that doesn't sound like rocks falling. And there was this little rattling and rattlesnakes scare the crap out of me. And for some reason I always seem to run into them. And I, so I freaking just jump as far as I can. I'm going, holy crap. <laughs> and Aaron thought I was just lost my footing he thought i was going down the hill and i was like no there's a snake and it was this rattle you were going down the freaking, i was going down the he, hill he couldn't he literally <laughs> like in that scree garden you can't stop yourself like oh, you're yeah. subject to what's under your feet and so peyton freaking jumps and tyler and i are just like looking at him we're like he's done he's done so and he couldn't stop himself for a little bit and finally yeah. like he caught I, I slid down but, a little ways but i would rather jump <laughs> than get bit by a rattlesnake i was, I was getting out of there so I think it, it just came out. It had warmed up to her a little bit. And I was thinking in the back of my mind, man, it's warming up. I hope we don't see a snake. <laughs> <laughs> Homie, that's a law of attraction right there. And you guys had seen them last year too. And I was like, I know they're up here. Oh, yeah. We so saw three. I was uh, just waiting to, to see one. And so yeah. when I when I heard it, and I've I've stepped on them, like been that close to them before and thought, what is that sound? Yeah. And then so you I, knew what I, the I sound instantly was. recognized it because I was like, that's not rocks falling down because there's i'm looking down i was like there's no rocks moving anymore you're like snake <laughs> yeah snake and i just jumped and then tyler threw a rock back over there but we couldn't we couldn't ever see it but you could hide they could hide wherever in that, right. that rock garden so yeah luckily i don't know how big it was but it was there was something rattling at me yeah and i'm sure it was a snake <laughs> yeah it, it's that's a yeah. date that's one of the dangerous parts of that hunt is going across uh, any of those scree fields especially when you have some of that medium to large to small size rocks where other rocks are holding up other rocks and, and Tyler's oh, yeah. 
instance, um, almost crushed his legs. So then when you have big, heavy packs, 50 to 60 pounds in Aaron's case, 90 to 110, let's say, um, that's really dangerous. And I know Aaron was absolutely smoked coming out of there. Cause then once you go across the street garden, you got to go up, I don't know, five, four or 500 feet in elevation, I'd say maybe yeah. a little less, but, um, yeah, with a, a, with a heavy pack too. I mean, especially when you get into that, the small loose rock, I would take a step and one time Tyler looked back, he's like, where are you going? And I was just slowly <laughs> sliding down like 10 yards below him. I'm like, I can't stop myself. Every, yeah. every step I slid another three feet, yeah. slid another three feet. And it, anyway. Well, and the rock teeters on you with a heavy pack, you're going down. Oh yeah. Those big ones, I, those big ones where Tyler almost crushed his leg, I was, I was really nervous there and everything was loose right there. Yeah. All of those big boulders. Tre- trekking poles are huge. Uh, yeah. Oh, you couldn't yeah. do it without a trekking pole. Yep. Um, but anyway, Taylor and I were like, well, we'll bust up there. We know that they're in good hands. There's, there's three of them there to watch each other. We'll bust up there in glass. So Taylor and I bust up there. We're like, okay, camp spot number two, super flat. This is going to be way better. Oh yeah. We're thinking, man, this is the nines. This is like the Hilton up here on this flat spot. We knew a storm was coming though. Yes. We did know, we did know Thursday was going to be a bad day. We thought it was going to be an all day in the tent. Just rain. We thought it was just rain though. Yeah. We didn't know it was gale force winds. <laughs> right. So Taylor and I get up there and we're kind of looking around. We're probably up there an hour before them and we're glassing, glassing, glassing. And the same thought come to my mind. It's early. Gosh, the only stuff that's bloomed is in the bottoms. The, the only where there's really green grass is in the bottoms. And I'm glassing where I knew there was yellow flowers the year prior. And we even looked at old videos, Taylor and I, when we're sitting up there. I'm like, Taylor, that whole hillside is full of flowers last year and there's not a single flower over there. So we didn't see a bear and then it just kind of was like, okay, we didn't see a bear yesterday. We didn't see a bear that day. I'm like, things are going to get pretty tough. We started out hot, um, had some bad weather, uh, kind of moved already, and we're not seeing bears in this new spot. Uh, things can get pretty tough here. So at any rate, we head over there. We kind of decided on a, a spot, pitched the tent, pitched the silex. We're like, oh, man, this is so much nicer. We're like, look how much room there is in this thing. And we kind of got our gear out, and uh, I don't think anything significant happened between when we went to bed and uh, that night. But um, we woke up probably about seven, and all of a sudden, here come comes the wind. Taylor got out to glass, I think. Didn't you see that sucker coming? That storm? Yep, I saw it ten minutes out, man. I was like, here she comes. You're just like, oh no. Yeah. So Taylor gets out there, and we he he dives back in the tent, and that tent just literally feels like it's ripping apart like it feels like even stronger than that first night so i i even get up and i'm manning the top of the pole because i'm like there's no way this pole is going to stay put so i'm on the top of the pole taylor's on the bottom of the pole and aaron's <laughs> kind of like in shock and 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 tyler's just like what's going on well then a stake or two rips up and like is flapping and we can see the mountain like kind of like you could that first yeah. night. We're like, I'm like, oh boy, I can see out the tent. <laughs> the the freaking, uh, the stakes are flapping in the wind. I'm like, what do we do now? And uh, so Taylor is like uh, bombs out. Aaron mans the pole with me. Taylor puts his rain gear on. I was yelling, check on Peyton, check on Peyton. <laughs> Put your rain shit on. <laughs> that was the signature. We, yeah, that was the signature stuff. that we uh, kind of repeated all through the week. Aaron, we forgot. I, hey, hey, listen, just for the record, I was scared too. 
But I saw the fear on Aaron, and Aaron's like, put your rain shit on. Put your rain shit on. And then we're thinking, we're going to die. <laughs> and we're- story, story gets more exaggerated every time. No, but real quick, the reason why I was saying put our rain stuff on is because I was – Tyler and I – it, it had started to rain before the wind came and we saw the droplets coming through the seams. And I looked at Tyler, Tyler looked at me and we're like, we forgot to seam seal it. And we're like, Oh no. Yep. And so we woke up wet cause it had rained through the night yeah. and we're like, why are we all wet? And we- I'm just watching the droplets come through the seams. And it was, a, it was at that point, Tyler and I both said, Oh crap. We forgot to seam seal it came with everything. We just didn't think through it. And I posed this question when we got to Tyler's, ta- uh, and, and Peyton, you can attest this. I'm like, well, is this one seam sealed? And Peyton, and I'm like, I think Peyton's like, well, mine came seam sealed. And you grabbed the material, and you're like, it's oily. So you he, thought it was seam sealed. That's how mine was. I ordered one at the expo, and I, when they were asking me, I was like, oh, yeah, the seam seal. It's like an extra feature. But they were trying to get it out to us fast to use for this hunt. So I think they didn't have time to do it. And, where we were supposed to do it so mine had that like the whatever the oily the oily substance on it so i felt the what is the red cliff and i was like i think it is but yeah. apparently it wasn't this is kind of the we should have just said it I mean, well you could clearly see it wasn't yeah, too when yeah. you look at the when it's set up yeah yeah hindsight we should have set that thing up that night and seam sealed it well now the water's just pouring through the tent we need rain gear just to be inside the dang tent at this point yeah, hence why I was yelling like, "Get your!" And and I was convinced that thing was so gonna, was I was gonna blow out. And so record. I was like, "I was like, get your rain stuff on!" Like I was freaking. I I really was. I was freaking out. I was that like, came, "That came the joke of the trip." Yeah, teasing Aaron a little bit. Get your rain shit on. <laughs> well then, but I, I I was with you. I thought the dang thing was yeah. gonna fly away like a parachute. I'm like, the stakes are popping up. Taylor goes out there. He's his hands are freezing and it's a tiny little knot and he's trying to tie that stake on with Tyler and Tyler uh Tyler's gone by the way he had to bounce but um he he was trying to help t- Taylor do it and it was like took him 10 minutes to get one stake in and we all thought they were going to all rip out I think for the record yeah so just so the red cliff comes with two types of uh stakes there's the big long ones and they have a big twist in it and none of those came up so those are those are your main stakes that go down in the tent none of those came up so that's really good they're really strong they're long and they have that twist to them well the small little red ones that are kind of secondary those were the ones popping up so luckily none of the main staple stakes came up (laughs) but uh, Taylor, you know, you went out to go check on Peyton, put stakes in. Tell us, uh, you came back in with a black eye. What happened? <laughs> he comes huh. in, his eyes just black and blue and cut and bleeding. Like Muhammad Ali had met him out there. I seriously, man, all my ears on, and I don't even know how to describe the tsunami that was going on outside. Like the wind and the rain, the wind was blowing so hard and it was raining so hard that you could hardly keep the water out of your eyes. So... Within, you know, I peeked at Peyton's tent when I initially got out and and it was all intact. And then it was all I could do with Tyler to even hold our tent down. So once we got it positioned, I think I told you guys, Peyton's tent's good. (laughs) Yeah, the report was Peyton was doing great (laughs) for for a minute until the wind gust hit. And then I was like, we finally got all that stake down on our tent. And I was like, man, I better run over there and check. So I went running over there, and half his tent had come undone, 
and was just slapping him in the face. And I peeked in there, and it is just drenched in there, man. And he's hanging on for dear life. So, <laughs> what were, so what were you thinking that, at that point, Peyton? Well, yeah, Taylor came over there before it had gotten too bad. And I was like, I think I'm good. But <laughs> then that wind gust hit, and it blew. So we had broken one of the stakes in the rock when we were on the the ridge before and that was holding on one of the sides and it just completely popped that out of the ground and so that whole side was flapping me in the face and i was holding the trekking pole as hard as i can and i'm bending that thing and i'm like i better not push too hard because i'm gonna snap my trekking pole and it's just slapping me in the face everything's in there is wet at that point the quill luckily i had the camera stuff in my pack but everything's soaked and taylor comes and it's set up like we had it set up pretty good. We had time, and he comes in there. I'd put rocks around again just in case. And he comes in there poking his head, and he slams his head on one of those rocks I'd set up to keep the wind out. <laughs> I, I felt bad. Booby trapped. Yeah, he to, he's like, "What the heck?" <laughs> I was like, "Are you okay?" And then he, at that point, Taylor's freaking taking himself out, and so he's like, "Come over to our tent." And he had taken a trekking pole that his broken one and and anchored me back down. So I was in there soaked already trying to get my stuff together after he'd hurt himself oh my <laughs> to gosh. get over to your tent just because it was set up a little bit better because I was already soaked in well, mine. <laughs> well, luckily we got through the 20, 25 minutes of those tsunami-type winds, and then came the rain. Oh, yeah. And then it, our tent was failing because we failed. It wasn't because the equipment failed. Was, we didn't seam seal it. So this water would hit the tent and just roll through the seams. And then it was just getting our sleeping bags wet, getting our gear wet. We're inside the tent with our rain gear. And it would rain really hard and it stopped for 10 minutes. And then another one would blow in, rain really hard for a half hour, stop for 10 minutes all day long. So needless to say, we didn't get much done that day. And we're just trying to like salvage our pride, keep our stuff dry, especially our sleeping bags. I think that was my biggest fear is not having our sleeping bags get wet because then I knew we were in deep trouble. But I don't know. That's kind of how that day went. Yeah, at first Taylor's eye was just cut, and I was like, huh. But then as the day went on in the tent, it started to get black and blue. <laughs> I was like, man, you look like you got punched in the face. <laughs> there was a battle out there, boys. There was survival of the fittest out there when you left the tent. You barely survived, too. <laughs> but anyway, uh, I, 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 was ta- I was talking to Tyler and I turn my head, and I, Taylor's trying to talk to me. I look at him, and he's like, hey, guys. Uh, and I look at him, and his freaking eyes cut open, and it's black. I'm like, what the hell happened to you? <laughs> oh, man. Well, you want to believe it. Well, needless to say, uh, we made it through that night. Peyton shacked up with us. Um, yeah, it was a little better night. No storms. But woke up that next day, and, so Friday, and... You know, it was kind of cloudy, kind of cool, a little bit of rain, but, like, no bears. Uh, we did a couple hikes. We uh, glassed a lot and no bears. And, again, that thought's coming through my head. No green grass, no yellow flowers. It's cold. I'm like, no wonder we can't find any bears. We're seeing elk. We're seeing deer. In fact, we went down and grabbed water to filter. We ran into a mountain lion. Luckily, we were kind of all together, and, and Aaron spotted it as we were going down. Uh, unfortunately, mountain lion season was not going on anymore. It was the lion was lion hunting season was over is what I'm trying to say. But, uh, yeah, we went and packed water up down here. Now, let me just tell you how hard it is even getting water in that country. Gosh, we had to drop 800,000 feet just to get water. I mean, you're absolutely <laughs> wiped out just grabbing your water. 
went down, filtered water, and before you get the last probably 30 feet, you got to go over this steep cliff to get in to get some water. And it's like, dang. Uh, luckily, the cool weather kind of kept the ticks off. That was kind of nice. But anyway, we packed the water back up. We're like, here we go again, boys. And, and I think we we're all kind of a little bit disheartened, getting a little frustrated at that point. Taylor missed a bear. We'd killed one. We saw three bear tags to fill at that point. I'm like, oh, man, this is going to get infinitely harder. But but Friday night, um, towards the end of the day, we finally spotted. Saturday? Saturday wasn't no, it was Friday oh, it was night. Friday night. Because okay. then we went after him Saturday. Yeah, Peyton walked over the hill. He's like, guys, I think there's a, a, a black thing. And it was in the boulder field that Taylor and I had seen that bear scat the very first pull into this country. I'm like, boom, that's the bear. I was getting bored sitting up there. We'd been glassing for hours. And I was like, well, we saw that crap over there. That bear has to be around there somewhere if they're not moving far from their dens. And peeked over there, and I was like, there's definitely something moving. I'm like, Aaron, bring your binos. And I was like, yeah, there's a bear. <laughs> and that was, we finally, yeah, what had been three days since we'd seen a bear? Yeah, three days. And so wasn't it wasn't a huge bear, but it was just like, there's, there's a bear down there. Yeah, and then I looked at it, and I'm like, man, it's an okay bear. I don't know that I want to shoot that bear. I'm like, gosh, I really don't want to climb down there. I'm like, man, do I want to shoot them? And then by the time I had kind of like, well, am I going to shoot this bear? Um, he kind of went away. And then went away for a couple hours. Then he came out again. I looked at him. I went to put my spotter on him. And I'm like, man, I don't think I want that bear. And I'm like, well, I'll keep him for Taylor and Tyler and see what they want to do. So anyway, Taylor and Tyler bounced off. They were going to check out some new country. They went to the top of the drainage that we were at on the very first day, but we're looking at it from a different angle. And it was just Christmas time up there. It was freezing cold, lots of snow. So they come back that night. We rendezvous it Friday night, and I found another bear, uh, a good-sized bear, um, across the drainage where we've been glassing. This finally a bear cruising, like bears cruise. It was cruising up, down, around, grazing this, this strange, this finger, just moving all over. I'm like, boom, this is what hasn't been happening. It's finally happening. Perfect. There's only a day and a half left to go. <laughs> and it's in almost an impossible spot. Yeah. Almost impossible night. spot. Impossible to get to that night for yeah. sure. Um, definitely, definitely possible the next day if we can find him. But then, yeah, then Tyler and Taylor, while you're looking at that bear, they come back and we're like, like, let's show them this pretty, not, you know, this good bear over no, they here. they said, let's get out of here. Oh, they did? Yeah. Oh, well, then we're, we're like, well, let's go check on the... They were in disbelief, by the way, that they, we they, found some yeah, bears. Yeah, they didn't think we'd found any bears. Tyler's like, what? You She's, saw some bears? They're like, no, you didn't. I'm what like, are you doing here? I'm like, no, we got two bears, bro. He's like, why aren't you shooting them? I'm like, because it's way over there. <laughs> yeah. Why aren't you going after them? I'm like, because there's not time. And so we're like, well, yeah, let's go look at this one. We go over to he's look like, why at didn't it. You shoot this one. I said, well, I was waiting to see if you guys wanted him. Well, yeah, he's <laughs> like, well, but then he's like, it's a, it's kind of a red bear. We're like, wait, that's that's not the bear we saw. Yeah. So we put we put up our binos. We're like, that's not the bear. So now we're like, we have two bears over here and a bear over here. We're like, well, oh. may, maybe we can make something happen. Yeah, now we're like, oh, three there's bears. three bears, <laughs> just like that. No bears for three days, and all of a sudden we got three bears in an hour. It's crazy. <laughs> With one more day to hunt. With one more day to hunt. Unfortunately, uh, Tyler tried to get set up on this bear, but it got a, the bear got a little bit f too far away and then dove into its den. Yeah, it was like 1,100 yards out. Another indication that we're early. Bears are diving into dens. We're like, holy crap, this is a first. I've never seen this Bears one. Bears like, it's too cold. 
I'm going yeah. into my den. You should have seen how happy that thing. We have video of it jumping into its den. It like jumps in and then it licks its paws, looks around a few times and whoop, <laughs> goes right in. <laughs> so we're like, man, we got a plan. We got a plan. So um, we kind of discussed that. Spirits lifted a little bit. Uh, we still knew that we had a kind of a crappy tent situation due to the, the lack of prep on our side. We woke up that next morning. Taylor got out there. I'm like, well, there hasn't been a bear out in the morning. For six days. I'm not going to go freeze my tail off going, well, Taylor got out there. He's like, dude, I found your bear. I'm like, you're <laughs> kidding me. So I, I sprint out of the tent, get all my stuff together. I'm on my way over there by 930. It takes us probably an hour and a half to get over there. And I get into, I marked it on, I used a remote marker on base map and literally put a pin on the exact ridge he was on. So I'm like, this is perfect. I've never been over to that spot before. I'm like, base map's going to get me there. I'm telling you, remote markers for stalking in new country is is freaking paramount. It's amazing. So I get over there. I'm like, this bear's got to be, well, he was kind of cruising a little bit. So I don't know where he was. I'm like, he might be out here. He might come out here. And I'm like, gosh, I kind of think we should stay back a little bit. But I'm like, it was, I would have been shooting straight uphill. There was no prone shooting. Um, I didn't feel good about, I didn't have that stable of a tripod. I did have a Arcarel underneath my gun that I could have shot, could have clipped into my tripod. And I'm like, man, I'd really like to just get a little bit closer. So I got to like 550, 600. And Aaron's like, you should set up your gun. I'm like, okay, I got it kind of set up. It's over here. And I was kind of telling him, I don't know where this bear is going to come out. And then the wind starts pushing up the draw. I'm like, uh-oh, this isn't good. Well, at this point, we didn't even know if the bear was in the draw. Okay. And then all of a sudden, the bear comes into this little opening at eight yards and is gone. And we're scrambling because I'm like, this bear is going to come out again. So Aaron's trying to get on the camera. I'm trying to get my gun ready. Um, I was trying to load my mag. And we're looking up, looking up, looking up. And we're like, the bear's not coming out. And our wind, in the meantime, just kept pushing and pushing and pushing up the straw. And I just started to get sicker and sicker about it. I'm like, well, shoot, did he backdoor us? So we're climbing these cliffs. Keep in mind, we've never been on this finger ridge before. We're climbing these cliffs. We're getting cliffed out, and it's getting kind of sketchy. And there's moss on these cliffs. I'm like, yeah, every time we climb, we're getting ourselves in just a little bit more of a precarious spot. Well, we kept going, kept going, kept looking. Meanwhile, the wind's still bad. But we thought maybe back door to us, he's got to be roaming there somewhere. And you never know with bears. You never know what they're going to do. But anyway, we then we weather storm after storm after storm after storm as we're on these little cliffs. And we didn't even have, it was standing room only. Like we literally had nothing to stand on. We're a bunch of little goats on the side of a cliff as these storms just beating us through. And I didn't pack my rain pants. I just had my Jupiter rain jacket. So I'm just like, I'm like trying to make my rain jacket like stick out. So everything beads off me and doesn't soak my pants. Meanwhile, we're freezing and the sun's coming out and the sun's up and we're still getting rained on. We sat there for six hours and I'm like, man, it's fourth quarter. I'm, I'm hiked. Like this sucker's got to be here somewhere. So I hike up there. We climb another thousand feet. No joke. And we're just dying, soaking wet and we can't turn up this bear. In, in, In the meantime, we got an inner east that they'd smoke the two bears over there. Yeah. I was like, I got, I'm like, how'd it go guys? And I didn't hear from Tyler. And then all of a sudden when we're on that death hike, I look at my inReach, two bears down on our side. How about you guys? <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking, no way. We almost, almost pulled this off. Almost. <laughs> and I, I don't know what happened. I woke up that we'll talk about your, you and Tyler's kill, but 
I woke up the next day and even glassed. It was the final day and tried to turn up this bear. And I, I don't know if it went me. I don't know if it decided it was wintertime again and disappeared. It's hard to say. Went back into its den. Went back into its den. We kind, of, we kind of think there was a den in that draw and it just tucked into that draw. Might not even have went this. Might, might just a den back up and didn't come back out. Who knows? Um, I just remember thinking, gosh, I worked my tail off for this tiny opportunity. And I didn't capitalize on the opportunity. And I was, I was, I was pretty bummed. It wasn't a giant bear. It was just a good bear. It wasn't a giant, but I just, I was bummed. I was, I was a little bit let down um, that that didn't work out. And it doesn't always work out. But I've been so successful over the past years um, that I, I wanted that to work out. But uh, it didn't. But I, ultimately, I was really excited for everyone else. Uh, I know Taylor, you went down there and whacked a bear. Tell us a little bit about your guys' story, real quick. Man, our, ours was awesome. It was almost too good to be true after six days of grinding, man. we uh, Once we left you, we hiked out to that same glassing point, man. And we, I mean, we didn't even put our binos up and we could see my bear. He was already out cruising up, headed towards that carcass. And uh, so we sat there for a minute in hopes that Tyler's would pop out too. And we just double up and head back to the tent and help you guys. Um, we couldn't find Tyler's. But, uh, I don't know. Tyler was on me. He kind of just said, let's just go kill yours and then we'll just wait mine out. You know, it's got to come out because we, you know, we were, we had something in our favor at that time. And that was that elk carcass that seemed to keep them in there. You know what I mean? Right. That's and, right. They're feeding on the elk carcass down there. Yeah. And, and everything looks easy from that glassing point. You know, it's like, well, you'll just cruise down this hill, cut the distance, get within three, 400 yards and take a shot. But it was much different than that, man. That hillside is thick and it took us a while to get down there and pretty soon you realize man 700 yards is about it that's about as close as you can get without getting out of sight and uh i mean mine was super easy he he had fed up towards the scree garden there and was just in the wide open man for uh, an hour so we got set up tyler ranged him 700 yards boom killed mine so we were excited about that, um, but we were still hunting. We were still trying to find this black one that went in its den, right? So we sat for about a half hour, nothing, and Tyler wanted to go all the way back to the top, which, you know, I was okay with, I guess. Yeah. So we, had, <laughs> we had to do another 800 vertical feet, and about halfway up to the top, Tyler turns around, and he's like, oh, so, there he is. And he's right. <laughs> of course. He had just popped out of that same den and was just sitting on top of the rock, just sitting there in the sun, sunning. So we scrambled all the way back down to the shooting perch down there. And same thing, man. We get all the way down there. The bear slips out, disappears, can't find them. But, it, you know, the area we're in, it's just, for me, Tyler was a little more panicked than I was. Well, we should have stayed higher. And I'm like, man, there's nowhere for him to go. Let's just be patient. We're in range. We got all day. It's only probably 11 o'clock. Um, I don't know, 20 minutes later, that thing pops out, man, heads right back to the den area there, about the same exact rock. Tyler gets set up. I think his shot was about 600 yards, man, and he made a perfect shot. Um, and and within an hour, man, we're doubled up, Jeez. tagged out, done. And we're honestly thinking at that point, we talked about it, we're like, we might just pull this off. Like I was super confident that you were going to get a shot. Yeah. You know, and at that point I'm like, man, we went from seeing nothing and, and it's 11 o'clock. We have a chance to actually do three tags in <laughs> one day. 
and and conquer this and i mean it just it was kind of it almost worked out too perfect for tyler on our side man everything from me shooting to the bear stepping out his bear stepping out to him shooting i mean we were down to our bears and just finishing cleaning tyler's when that first storm rolled in on you guys so we were pretty well done and ready to pack by 12 31 o'clock yeah i mean it happened quick for us on our end you know that's why you work work your tail off until the very end and i think both of us did uh you and tyler and me i was going hard to the bitter end and that's why i took off that hill i was going to give it everything it was it was fourth quarter and i was super happy for you guys and given all the adversity and all the challenges we were able to overcome it and go three out of four in some of the gnarliest country in the lower 48 and um there's a bonding that goes on. There's a sense of accomplishment when you walk off a trip like that, especially successful. Three or four bears. I mean, what? not many people uh, that bear hunt even kill a bear. And for us to go in, backpack in, to prepare, put in the work, pay our dues, and uh, come off that mountain with an absolutely killer film with a bunch of good buddies out there having fun, smiling when it's absolutely miserable, there's nothing better. There's nothing better. And the hardest things are always the most valuable for me, even though they may suck in that moment. There's so much to extrapolate in terms of learnings. And I, you know, this is, this is kind of Taylor's hunt and he's invited me along and I, I appreciate you, buddy. I appreciate you doing that. Absolutely, man. I'm like, I've, I've told you a million times, I'm blessed to have you and Aaron, um, come down and do this with us, man. We look forward to it every year. Um, I mean, yeah, this was no easy hunt this year, but hunting with guys that grind, you know, and work harder, the harder the hunt gets, um, that, that's kind of, it's, it's fun to watch. It's fun to be a part of as a whole, you know, I mean, I, I always pay attention to how hard everybody works. So we love having you guys, man. It's nice dude here. Absolutely. That was a lot of fun. I appreciate you joining us on this podcast and kind of talking about it. This film will be edited soon. You know, you'll, you'll see some of the products we used in this film. We'll see some of the supplements we use in this film. Um, we use some of the, some, some really, really cool products. Uh, that new tent was awesome. Wish we would have sealed it. Uh, we had some, uh, we had some 300 PRCs, some new 300 PRCs that we built for this to try out. Um, we tried some new water filter systems. Uh, we had some first form stuff. That was pretty wicked. We had some hydration and some bars and some protein sticks. There's a first form link. You guys can go through us, be a part of our part of our group there on first form and um the hydration product the level one bars and the protein sticks were we were all sharing kind of those talking about how delicious that stuff was and so at any rate thank you taylor uh subscribe to this podcast um leave us a review shoot me an email at eric at mealyfreak.com and uh can't wait for you guys to watch this hunt and it, you know maybe by the time we post this podcast it'll be live so check it out on youtube we'll catch you guys on the next one